Hi, this is Daniela Wolf with Bestie Life, the podcast, and this is your community to support you through the little and not so little events that make up your day-to-day life. From the I've got this moments to the Ugh, I just can't moments, we are here to empower all women to find and develop the skills they need to find peace, balance, and the bliss in their busy through solo episodes as well as interviews with amazing women who share their journey and their story and how it works for you. I hope you find the inspirations to make you laugh, think, as well as maybe rethink what you thought you knew and connect as we realize that we are all living similar ups and downs and don't have to do it alone. So excited for you to hear this episode and thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, this is Daniela with Bestie Life, the podcast, and today I'm so excited to bring you Andrea Castrino of Andrea Castrino and Co. Photography. She is an award-winning luxury photographer specializing in contemporary portraits of women, as well as the co-author of Grit and Grace, which is why I'm so excited to speak with her today. Um, In this book, she shares her burnout story. We are also fortunate enough to get to be recording live and in person. We are outside on mobile mics. So thank you so much, Andrea, for joining me today. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to be here. What a beautiful environment for us to have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is a little bit of a breeze. It's so different. And so the recording might sound a little bit different today. But you know what? That's the beauty of it because we don't always get to be in person. A lot of times it's all via Zoom. We're all like on our devices and so just being in person makes it live makes it real and it, you might hear a squirrel you might hear god knows what but that's okay a couple boats chugging by that's all right. <laughs> so even though I know we're going to talk about your burnout story I know your photography business was part of that story so can you yeah. share a little bit about your background and how it kind of all came together for you sure so uh, I went to college I'm formally taught as a uh, educator so I am early childhood education with a master's in special ed I went and landed my dream job, which I was so excited about. I was a kindergarten teacher at a charter school out in Lackawanna. And through that journey, um, I had never really pushed into photography. I had always owned like a point-and-shoot camera. I'd never owned like a professional camera by Mm -hmm. any means. And when my husband and I went uh, reloping in Italy and we decided that we wanted to not hire a professional photographer to save some money, but to purchase a professional camera so that we could take some gorgeous photos on our own. That's smart. (laughs) Yeah, so it's very ironic now that I ended up being a photographer, a professional photographer. Um, But when we were in Italy, my wedding planner had taken most of the wedding photos, but outside of that, when we were traveling for our honeymoon, I just was kind of playing around with the camera and discovering that I actually had a natural eye, which I never really thought I had any artistic ability, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of caught me off guard. But I was really excited that I had this new toy, this new medium that I could play with. Mm -hmm. And then when I got home from our honeymoon, we found out we were pregnant with our honeymoon baby, our first baby. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. (laughs) So I decided, oh, my gosh. So if I just learn my camera, I can take my own maternity photos. You know, I'll, I'll know how to do it. I can show my husband how to do it. And then when my daughter comes, I can take her portraits for her newborn portraits, you know. And so that's what I did. I studied for pretty much my whole pregnancy. Once Lucia came, I started taking um, some photos of her. And throughout the whole first year of her life, I literally just followed behind her as she toddled around with my camera, documenting (laughs) every living, breathing moment this child had. Mm -hmm. Um, And so after a while, you know, I would share my photos on Facebook. That's what we do. We share with our family and our friends of what our 
beautiful children look like, excited to share them with the world. And people started asking me who was taking, you know, my professional photos of my daughter. And they were shocked to find out that it was me. So, uh, of course, natural evolution of that is people started to ask me if I could take photos of their children. Of course. <laughs> and I said yes, but, um, you know, I did, wasn't going to charge them. Right. I wasn't a photographer by any means. I wasn't going to call myself that, nor was I going to pretend that it was a business. So I did it as a hobby for a while. And then the more people that I photographed, uh, more people started to call and be interested. And so I started saying, well, I have to charge something. So I think I charged like 50 bucks and delivered an insane right. amount of images and um, totally overworked myself. <laughs> For very little money, but at the time it was like, oh, wow, people are going to pay me for this. This right. is insane. Like, I never thought that I would have a little side gig, let alone it be with art in any medium or shape or form. And um, anyways, fast forward, it turned into a pretty significant hobby that turned into a side hustle that turned into a, oh, my gosh, now I need to decide between my career as a you know kindergarten teacher, as an educator, or push into really taking this business, you know, seriously right. and actually becoming a photographer, a professional <laughs> photographer, which is so weird to think. Hanging I would call your shingle myself. outside and yeah, because there's no all in. right. All my education was through YouTube videos and blogs, and so for me, going through the traditional education platform and receiving a certificate—that's how you became a professional. Yeah. So to think that I could call myself a photographer without any education, formal education, felt a little bit, talk about imposter syndrome. Yeah, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for the education that we get outside of, you know, a standard school, university, yeah. you know, structured program that it can be, if anything, sometimes when it's fueled by passion, more intensive, more thorough in so many different ways because we're diving in from a deeper place. But like you said, we get that imposter system because we don't think that you know we have the same credibility because we don't have that piece of paper yeah absolutely I think now more people are recognizing that and understanding that and having an appreciation for it and almost even a lot of my my friends right like pushing their children into you get to be whatever you want to be you don't have to go to college you don't have mm -hmm. to do that you, you push into something that makes you happy but back then yeah especially through my parents pushing me it was a formal education that's how you ended up having a beautiful life and making the money that you wanted right the white picket fence the whole deal so yeah that was a very different ideology for me mm -hmm. um, moving into it that way so anyways yeah it just became a, a business I started shooting um, children's portraiture mostly my specialization was newborn photography because that's what I yeah. started with of course and then um, a friend of mine actually was doing the exact same thing as me raising her daughter taking photos of her but she was living in Boston and we had you know reconnected and through that we decided okay let's try our hand at some weddings you want to shoot them together yeah. and so that's what we did and we shot weddings all along the East Coast. We traveled to Jamaica. I mean, we had a beautiful run at shooting some really gorgeous weddings and also shooting um, our own portrait lines, right, in, in different cities. That's a lot of work, though, I'm sure. Oh, a ton of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of traveling, a lot of time away from the home, a lot of editing at night. And so, yeah, it was a lot of work. Yeah, and I know, and as we've talked, you know, off camera, off mic, whatever, <laughs> you know, that's where I think a lot of, 
our personal burnouts have come from is following a passion to the point where it doesn't align with our values when it comes to how we want to spend our time, who we want to be, who we want to be around and those kind of things. And and I, I definitely admire the fact that you have taken a very intentional stance when it comes to setting some guidelines and some boundaries as to how you're going to work, what you're going to work on in order to maintain that. So I don't know if you can share a little bit more about that, because I think sometimes we we put ourselves in these boxes and we don't know how to get out. And I think you definitely figured out how to get out of your own box and out of your own way to run your business and live in a way that feels most aligned to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess before even getting into that, it's important to say that, you know, once this um, business started to flourish, my friend actually moved home. And so now we were both out of the same city. We went under my business name, Be Develop Photography, and we were shooting, you know, 20, 25 weddings a year. We had about 150 to 200 portrait sessions wow. a year. We were out of the house constantly. Um, if anybody is familiar with photography, I mean, the most beautiful light is golden flower. So mm-hmm. that's right around when your kiddos dinner are <laughs> having dinner and cleaning up and taking their baths and having their nighttime snuggles and their, be- you know, bedtime routine. And the weekends are also the time that you're having family time. So weddings are shot on Fridays and Saturdays. So a lot of my life was now becoming the hustle of, okay, I've got to fit it all in. And I was missing big moments, not only with my children, my husband, you know, family time, but also with my own family, like friends and family, right? Like extended family. I wasn't able to make a lot of the family holiday weekend you know, um, picnics. I wasn't able to attend a lot of people's weddings because I was shooting a wedding somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so there definitely was the moments of, man, this is really stinky, right? Like I'm loving what I'm doing. This is beautiful. But also it's at an expense of other people and also this life that I was so excited to create with my children and my husband. And it started to take a toll. So about after nine years of doing that. um, Wow, nine years. Yeah. I was hitting a point of burnout that I just could no longer continue with. I mean, I was at my desk until 3 a.m., falling asleep, trying to do editing, chugging coffee, eating candy, like whatever I could do to keep myself stimulated and awake to meet my deadlines. Mm -hmm. And the work was coming in, you know, so quickly. And at first it was like, I wore it as a badge of honor of like, oh, we're so busy. We are, we are desired. Like people want us to be photographing them. Like that's why we're just so busy. We're, we're highly regarded, right? Like that. It's it's a status. It's a value. Yeah. It felt nice. It definitely filled my cup of worthiness of what I was doing and giving myself like the, okay, you're really doing it. Like, look at you. You've got Mm -hmm. this career going. It's flourishing. This is wonderful. But also it had its expenses like it had its downside to it that was really hurting me really on the back end mentally physically and then also with just the dynamics of my relationships Mm -hmm. and so uh, this is when I decided I could no longer do that anymore I just I couldn't I was losing my passion for photography after Mm -hmm. a while my creativity was gone it just started to become this well-oiled machine of this is where we go this is how I pose you this is what we do get me in and out and then you know editing was becoming less of an excitement. Yeah. Like, I used to really enjoy the part of creating the second half of the photo through editing. And then at this point, it just became something I dreaded because yeah. um, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. So that's when, like you had said, it needed to have a change. So I don't know if I can necessarily own the fact of I decided to make this change and I caught <laughs> it. It was like I had no choice. Yeah. I was sinking. I, I, I was not 
going to survive this if I continued in this direction. Right. Um, something was going to have to give. And I think so many of the things you're talking about, even though for you it was photography, we could probably translate it to so many other areas of our life, even as moms, as, you know, employees and things like that. When we put ourselves too much in at the deficit of, you know, other areas of our life, it starts to take that toll. And sometimes we don't realize it until it's too late, mm-hmm. you know, and it sounds like you hit that point where you were so far deep in, yeah. you know, you didn't have a choice, No, you know, and I, I know for me as well, you know, I didn't recognize until it was like, I didn't have a choice. And, and that's part of why I love talking about this is to help maybe other women find out that moment for themselves before they don't have a choice to make that choice ahead of time to be able to see some of the flags some of the patterns like you talked about your loss of motivation your loss of creativity your loss of passion and and interest in those things and that can happen in things that we love because we always assume burnout comes from a bad place it can come from doing too much of something we love as well yeah absolutely I find it interesting now, right, following other photographers in the area, and I try to gently nudge in and say, hey, it sounds like this mm-hmm. is becoming really overwhelming. I just want to give you some food for thought. I feel bad doing that in a lot of regards, but then, because it's none of my business, really, at the end of the day, everybody has to experience it on their own. Had somebody said that to me, I probably, right, in the beginning yeah. of the journey or the middle of the journey, been like, they're crazy. They don't understand. They just don't know what it's like to own a business. Right. Like, you know, because you're defending it. You don't realize it's happening. And sometimes it's the adrenaline high of like, wow, everything's going really well. This is so exciting. But eventually it does peter out. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't, it's not sustainable like that. Right. There is that small burst where you can do it. And maybe you're not recognizing it as much, but it will always catch up to you. I'm sure it's not an um, exact timeline for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the same amount of time. But for me, I was done after that. I didn't think that I was ever going to go back to again right um, I decided that you know what let's fall back on my education I was an impactful teacher I had a great rapport with my principal and vice principal you know I was effective in the classroom I knew that I was good at what I had done as an educator so I really never thought that that wouldn't be an option for me to go back to it always was my safety net right and so you know I pushed into um, subbing because that's how you naturally start back into a school essentially is you start getting your foot in the door you make relationships with people that all started to happen an opening had come I put in my application and I thought yeah I mean of course I'm going to get this job like I'm a shoe in this is perfect <laughs> like uh, everything's great this is going so well I can't wait and I interviewed and dun 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 didn't get the job and that's when it kind of became a uh crashing all down right like yeah. a moment of like holy cow, like I thought that this would definitely just be so easy for me to flip back into. But truthfully, I was out of the game for nine years. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot that changed, right, in education and our approach to education and just having the experience of being in the classroom that whole time, it was a big gap. And um, I started to feel really sad because I had given up my business. You know, I I had passed the business over to my business partner and said I was all hands off. Right. And uh, now I didn't get the teaching job. So now I'm in a position of I have no job. Right. <laughs> Starbucks was looking real good at that moment. Like, man, I always wanted to be a barista. Maybe I can go there and have a part time job. That'd be fun. And a job that you can leave at the end of the day. Yeah, and get just, a paycheck. Say yeah. goodbye to everybody. I think we've all had that fantasy. That and winning $50 million. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been a good little push, right, to win some money at that time so I could have time to think and not feel so stressed out about mm-hmm. what I was going to do now to add income to my family. 
Right. So what were some of the next steps then? Because I think we all hit that point and then we're paralyzed a little bit or we could be, you know, what were some of those next steps for you? How did you help bring yourself out of it and start taking care of yourself? Um, I mean, I had massive support, right? So I was hitting a point of just, I didn't know what to do with myself. I felt really lost. Um, I wasn't sure what my next step was going to be out of you know, need of income, I did start taking on family sessions again mm-hmm. and begrudgingly, really. Like, I feel terrible. I love my families, everybody who supported me, everybody who wanted to be a part of, of me, you know, photographing them, that experience, I am so grateful for. But truthfully, in my heart, intuitively, that is not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted at mm-hmm. the time. I was back out of the house again, not being with my children. I was right back where I was, um, hustling and right. trying to now have a business that wasn't even an established business anymore. I'm just kind of doing it willy nilly. Um, so through that, I started going online, right. And just like what you do, you doom scroll and you're like in a, not a great place. And you're kind of trying to figure out what the heck you're going to do and not really think about it at the same time. And I had come across an old friend, um, who I had graduated with and she was talking about, you know, business and prioritizing and, um, essentially she was speaking to me. Like, I felt like that was so directly towards me at the moment. Like, holy cow, I got to I gotta reach out to her. I got to have a conversation with her because there's something here. Yeah. Maybe she has a really great business coach I could get in touch with. So I reached out and said, hey, who's your business coach? And she's like, I'm a business coach. I'm like, I didn't know that. <laughs> we had lost touch for so long, right? And so um, she said, what do you need help with? And so I started to explain to her my situation. And we started working hand in hand um, with what do you want to do? What is your schedule going to look like? If you could make the perfect scenario, what would it be for you? Right. And we started really fantasizing and leaning into that. But of course, I'm looking at it like there's no way this can work. Mm-hmm. How would this work? I can't work less than what I was and make more. How right. does that even make sense? <laughs> but through the guidance of her, I mean, we really did discover and build a plan that made a ton of sense for me and my family. So we went to a family first schedule. That was the first thing prioritize my family absolutely so what are my values my values are I want to be home with my children at night that is a non-negotiable I put my kids to sleep at night I am not going to be missing those moments what else are my non-negotiables are I don't do anything on the weekends anymore I'm with Mm -hmm. my family that's my priority these times are fleeting I'm not willing to give that up anymore to go shoot a wedding yes that money was beautiful for it but it wasn't worth it to not be able to experience life with my kids and my husband. Right. Somebody's t-ball game, lacrosse, exactly. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They were starting to really push into sports and stuff too in the evening. So I didn't want to miss anything anymore. So I said, that is my non-negotiable. I want to put my kids on the bus in the morning. I want to get them off in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So what does that leave me? 830 to three. Like, yeah. how does that even possible? So we started restructuring the business and really looking at the financial aspect of charging professional standards. I was way undercutting. I was definitely not accounting for so much in my business and the mm-hmm. amount of time that I was putting in. I was not charging appropriately on top of it. So, you know, we restructured it to make sure that now the business was taken care of properly. We also had looked at the calendar and said, you know, where's my energy? How much creative time do I actually have that I can give everything that I have to a client? So we decided, you know, two days a week was going to be the max that I would shoot. Mm -hmm. And the other days, right, Monday through, I needed a day where I could run my errands and, like, actually run my life. Right. Because I needed a day to get groceries and clean the house and do the laundry. Like, 
you know, you're trying to run a business and you're still a mom and yeah. you're at home. So you got to fit that stuff in. And um, the last piece of it was, you know, what days was I going to be doing where I'm working inside my workflow, the editing part of it, the responding to emails, the reaching out to clients. And so once we restructured all of that, we also started to decide, you know, where is it that I want to push into? Now, if I'm doing newborn photography, that is not the schedule that I'm looking for anymore. Right. Not only that, but physically, my body just couldn't take it anymore. It's a, a pretty high physical demanding job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's long, long, long sessions. I know people many. don't even appreciate that part of it. They just think like you're just posing a cute little yeah. baby. Nope, there's a lot of rocking and getting that baby to sleep and a lot of fine-tuned posing of little fingertips and toes. So it's a lot of um, concentrated like really you're bending over for a long periods of time, trying not to move, trying not to breathe to right. wake this baby up. So it physically had done a toll on me. Um, so no more newborns, you know, no more evening sessions. So no engagement sessions out where I have to travel and be following someone along during the golden hour, mm-hmm. no family sessions in the evening anymore. And we started to talk a little bit about like, what do you really want to do? What's going to light you up? I said, I just love photographing women. I don't know. I've, I've always enjoyed that part of it. When I shot the weddings, I shot the bride. Yeah. That was my stitch, right? Like that was, that was who I was always working with were the girls and the women. And so I enjoyed it. And I knew through my education a lot about posing females because that was something I was really into. Like I wanted to learn more about how to get the best out of all body shapes and sizes of women on their wedding day. And that is a strategic, you know, expertise like that, yeah. that's something that you're bringing to the table that maybe not everyone takes into consideration mm-hmm. and so here's our boat yeah <laughs> we got it boats, sounds we like got a waterfall. Shippers. we've got people cutting grass and yep. weed whacking we're just gonna roll yes <laughs> so yeah so I'm not gonna do any of that anymore I want to push into posing women you know, just women. you are Working great with, with women. women yes so that's what we did COVID had hit so this is around that time frame, right, where the world is shut down. So I had plenty of time to figure out what I was going to do with my life after this, which was nice. You know, the, the pressure was a little bit released because no one could do anything. So, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, great. I don't have to do anything right now. I can just figure it out. And once COVID restrictions lifted, I pushed right into the new schedule. I started launching my first 40 over 40 campaign. And so for anyone that doesn't know what that is, my desire was to get 40 women who were 40 and older. I was turning 40 that year who wanted to see the best portrait of themselves, women who maybe had not taken the time Mm -hmm. to, you know, appreciate the journey, the experience of life, to really set back after having their children and, you know, creating their their life, creating their um, careers, to really take some time for themselves to lean into portraiture and document themselves. Absolutely. Not just with a baby in front of them, but just themselves. Like, to regain. To be in... Not just behind the camera, but in front of the camera. Because I don't know about you, but I'm always the one taking the pictures. Oh, absolutely. You know, when I see families with the mom taking the picture, I always offer to take it. Because I think so many times we make sure we document everybody else's journey and not our own. Yeah, and think about that, though, too, right? As a past family portrait photographer, I wasn't looking at mom. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the baby. Yeah. I was trying to get the baby to laugh, the baby to smile. I wasn't looking at his mom in the right pose. And as moms, we know, like, we look at those portraits, it's like, oh, but they look so cute. Oh, they don't look that great, but look how cute the baby looks. I guess yeah. we'll take it. You're not really looking at yourself, per se. You just want that family portrait where everybody's looking half decent. In this, you know, with women's portraiture, 
me shooting in the studio only, not only am I now in control of the light, I don't have to be dependent on what if it rains, you know, what if we don't get a beautiful golden hour and a beautiful sunset. Now I'm in the studio. I create the light. Mm -hmm. I get to shoot between the times that I desired, nine to three. And now I also get to strategically pose mom without a baby involved, Mm -hmm. without a husband that wants to leave. It's beautiful. It's, It's really such a nice experience to be in the studio and to not have anything on the docket, right? Yeah. To just be able to enjoy themselves. And you've got some of these pictures on your Instagram that I know we'll get to and things like that because they are gorgeous. You know, yes. you really see an inner beauty come from these women who probably never thought of themselves that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's hard to take time for yourself like that. And it's hard to invest in just yourself, mm-hmm. right? As moms, I'm sure everybody can relate <laughs> to that. You think, yeah. oh my gosh, this money, I could be doing this instead. I should be buying my kid this. I could put them in this sport. And yes, of course, but like, if you're not filling your cup, you're not feeling good. You're no good anyways to anybody. Preach it. Yeah. Because I think that's the thing. We have to be willing to invest in ourselves, whether it's in a portrait, whether it's in a trainer, whether it's in a coach, whether it's in whoever's going to help fill that area for ourselves and bring back that confidence, bring back that self-love, that self-esteem so that we are just as important as everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. And I can see, right, so so I guess I'll back up to the 40 over 40, and then I'll explain to you what I saw in these women that I really did not expect to see. So I started the 40 over 40. I was able to get 40 women within weeks, right, mm-hmm. of just, okay, all these women are so excited to be a part of this campaign with me. This is really exciting. No one in the area had done it yet. This was a new concept for people. We were coming fresh out of COVID. So everyone's like, yes, please, anything. I would love to do something for myself, right? We all had our epiphanies during that time. And the ladies came in. They get professional hair and makeup done. I have a hair and makeup artist there ready for them. We do a style and concept consultation where they're able to plan the outfits that they would like, how they want to be photographed, what they want to feel when they're looking at their images. Mm -hmm. You know, we go through the whole process. It's definitely a full experience. And then the ladies come in, and we are having a blast. We're playing music. Oh we got a fan going. It's a real Beyonce <laughs> moment. And I'm posing them. I'm guiding them step by step through how to get the best photos for themselves. And I'm evoking emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm not just expecting you to know what to do. No one is a professional model here, yeah. right? We're, we don't know. I don't know. Even now, when I go to a photo shoot, I have to have someone direct me. It's hard to see yourself. Right. So you do need someone guiding you. And so I'm guiding the ladies through, and then they come back, and they look at their beautiful portraits, and they decide what images they just can't live without and what they want to walk away with. Mm -hmm. It was a really cool concept, really beautiful project. And what I thought I was doing was, you know, I can deliver beautiful images. I I have that experience right behind me. I have the ability to do so. I now have these, this beautiful lighting techniques that I'm learning and the posing. I just thought that was it. Like you got a beautiful image. Yay. Like we did it. No, the women were coming back and saying things like this changed things for me. Like this day in the studio made me reevaluate so much and made me feel so confident and really lifted my self-esteem And it made me go back into my home and just view things differently. And it made me now think that I can take on things that I maybe was scared of doing because now I got out of my comfort zone. And the Mm -hmm. ripple effect that these women started speaking of was like, what? That was not what I thought was going to happen, right? Right. I did not anticipate that part of it. 
And so the more women that continued to say that, it was like, holy cow, this is so much more than taking a picture. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't, yes, that's beautiful. I'm giving you beautiful images. That's cheery on top. The experience is truthfully the thing that you're taking away that, like, is changing you. It's changing you. Right. And that sounds so cliche. Like, it changes you. But I swear to you, these women, if you can read the Google reviews of the responses, the testimonials from these women, it's changed them. I don't think we realized what we were missing probably until we saw that, until we experienced that. Yeah. And it's not, it's the beautiful part is, right, the women are saying it, but I have husbands that reach out to me on the back end saying, my wife came home different. Like wow. she just did. And and I notice a lightness about her. I notice that, you know, maybe she's less frustrated about things or she has more patience. Like there's just this moment of when you really start respecting yourself and knowing that you're worthy and giving yourself the credit that you deserve, mm-hmm. things shift. Yeah. We shift. We change. Instead of feeling stuck, instead of feeling like a victim, instead of feeling like, you know, you're stayed in your comfort zone because that's safe and you don't want to push outside of it. This is giving people the permission to do more. To right. push further. And and if you didn't catch that statement, rewind that and listen to that part. Give yourself the respect and the credit that you deserve. Whether, however you choose to do that, I think that is that key first step. I I love that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think, like I said, it's the investment piece. It's like, it's hard to look at those numbers and say, oh my gosh, I'm just going to spend this on me. Mm -hmm. Just me. Like that, that is, that's hard. We feel guilty when we go to the salon. We feel guilty when we go get our nails done. We, it's just somehow, somewhere, (laughs) someone told us we're supposed to feel guilty for these things. Mm -hmm. We're not. It's important. It's part of self-care. It's not just the fluff, right? Like oh, the yeah. beauty part of the self-care of what are the things that we can do for ourselves, like getting our hair done and covering our grades, but it's internal. Mm-hmm. Investing in yourself is investing in your kids. It is investing in your family, your home, your business. And I don't think we, we say or realize that enough. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So at the end of the 40 over 40, we have a big celebration. And so all of these ladies got to come back. I rented out the Carnegie Art Center. Oh. I printed all of their images, had them professionally framed. I had a band, I had champagne, I had food, and all of the women brought their loved ones with them. We had created a magazine with, you know, their images in there with their age and all of the things that they um, have experienced and what they want to impart on a younger generation and what they would have told their younger self. And it's just this beautiful culmination of these 40 women who did it. Like they put themselves first, they valued themselves. Um, they found worthiness in this and then they shared it mm-hmm. with like-minded women. Yeah. Talk about a powerful moment. Right. And so that was it. I was hooked. That's amazing. That's it. I'm doing, I'm doing women's portraits only mm-hmm. and I've never felt more joyful, more aligned, more purposeful. It just feels like, right, you're riding that vibration and that frequency and it's like, it was like a tidal wave. I was just riding this wave that just didn't stop. Right. Of alignment. And I'm sure that translated back in all the other ways you wanted it to when it came to being present with your family. Oh, gosh. You know, and all those other ways of living your life that felt good, that didn't feel like it was draining and taxing you. My family life changed dramatically. Because not only now were they a priority in all of this, I outsourced my editing. I wasn't at my desk anymore at night Mm -hmm. editing away. I now took that and said, this is a cost of doing business. I'm going to work it into the pricing because in order for me to not burn out and be Mm -hmm. able to do this anymore, I got to change things. Like I have to price now to make sure 
that I'm covering the things that allow me to flourish right. and not put me under. Yes. So now I pay for so much more. I pay for a house cleaner. Like, okay, now I'm going to have a house cleaner too because I don't want to stress about that and constantly feel like I'm behind. And then, you know, the guilt builds up of yep. like, holy cow, there's so much dust right now. I can't be sitting here and doing my work. Like, Because a lot yeah. of it I'm doing at home. So you're sitting among your house when you're working from home mm-hmm. and you're looking around thinking of all the things you should be doing oh yeah of you see the dishes you see all of it and I love that you know you're sharing because I know I speak about this as well being able to delegate being able to take things off your plate just because we can do it all doesn't mean we need to be the person doing it and it's okay to outsource it doesn't mean you know we're any less or we're any less capable no you know if anything it makes us stronger To have that kind of support network, to have that village, that team with us. Yeah, absolutely. I I had a hard time delegating for a long time. It was a control thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they're not going to do it like I do it. So (laughs) I'm probably just going to have to redo it anyway, so I might as well just do it. Yeah. But no, I found a good editor and I found a wonderful... Let your partner dress them in stripes and plaids and it'll be fine. (laughs) Exactly. There's so much I let go of after COVID anyways. I think a lot of us can relate to that, that just was like, is it worth it? No, it's not. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of my perfectionism went out the door once that happened, so... I think that transition, too, had a big piece of it. Like, it played a part. COVID definitely played a part in me allowing myself to delegate and say, like, there's so much more important in this life than to sit here and burn out and burn away with all of these things out of pride. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm, I'm going to delegate because it's, it's the right thing for me to do so that I can lift again. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's it. No, it, I love it. The story came along with the journey, right? Mm-hmm. And, um now it's like if I could impart that on anyone, you don't have to do it all, right? Yep. And you've got to align yourself with things that bring you joy, number one, because I wasn't joyful doing some of the genres that I was doing. I was doing them because I thought I had to. I had to do all the different genres in order to make financially, right, what mm-hmm. I had to in yeah. order for the business to run. How do you go down to one genre mm-hmm. and make that make sense? Right. It was scary. No, I, I, didn't. I love your story. I love everything you share. Definitely do less to get more, you yeah. know, are definitely the key themes to walk away with for sure. You know, and one of the things I always love to share too, I have a, a free quiz on my website to help you see if you're on the brink of burnout, like we talked about. So you don't have to get to that point where you don't have a choice anymore, you know, so you can head over to bestielife.com. But Andrea, where can people find you? How can they connect with you? See your gorgeous pictures. If they're local, come and find, you know, their inner self with you. Yeah, so I am on Instagram under Andrew Castrino Co. Mm -hmm. Um, That is my business page, and you'll be able to see all updated work there as they're coming in and follow me on my stories of the behind the scenes of the ladies um, having their experience in the studio, which is fun. Mm -hmm. And then you can find me on Facebook under Andrew Castrino Co. Portrait Photography. That's my business page. Um, I also accept people on my personal page, just Andrea Castrino, right, because a lot of people... I am my brand, so I don't mind people following me personally as well. And your whole story is also in the book Grit and Grace, right? Yes, and then they can also purchase Grit and Grace on Amazon. Um, I have a link on my website, actually, andreacastrino.com, and you can grab Grit and Grace there as well. And so that book essentially is this story, Mm -hmm. right? So it's 12 women who've gone through something hard in life, their grit, and then pushed through into their grace so that they could you know, live their best lives, like the struggle in it all. And a lot of the women have the burnout story, right? Like this is the common theme. Um, Mine just happens to be with photography and family. But a lot of the other ladies' stories, 
it's just it's inspiring it's nice mm-hmm. it's women all over the world this is not just in my community two of the ladies including my business coach sandra hasley she was one of the um main writers right she was the author that got us all together originally okay. and um it's a lot of her clientele so great it's women all over the place california oh my gosh germany puerto rico israel wow everywhere and that's the thing unfortunately this is a universal thing that we need to all be working collectively to solve so definitely all these links will be live in the show notes below so that you can find andrea and thank you so much andrea for joining me today yeah thanks so much again for joining me today i hope you enjoyed this episode please let me know any questions or comments that you have also if you can please leave an apple five-star review so that this episode can be shared with more women there's two quotes that i love alone we may be strong but together we are stronger as well as when women support each other incredible things happen so let's be stronger and incredible together as well as maybe just have some fun along the way thanks so much and talk to you soon bye